The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hey guys, it's another episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. I'm Alexander Rossi. And I'm James Hinchcliffe. And we've got a very special one for those Midwest folks out there that are fans. Just going to ignore the fact that I'm here this time? Yeah. I'm I'm out two episodes and suddenly I don't count. There are, again, our two best best episodes. episodes. (laughs) So we're trying hard to to replicate that. Pretend like you're not here. I'm producer Tim, by the way. Tim? Literally no one cares. Shush. Anyways, very special episode for you Midwest folk that are fans of the show of IndyCar, you Hoosiers, as you might be called um, in local spots. But uh, (laughs) this is an Indianapolis-based episode, and um, the reason we did it is because James and I have both imported ourselves here from from various parts of the globe not that far away from here but you know it sounds exotic yep <laughs> taken through um, multiple countries so I, I love it here man i've been here now for for almost three years and despite my initial findings <laughs> when i moved here um you know i've I, I have a house here now and i've kind of set up a, a little life here and i don't see myself going over anytime soon it's funny that it's i can't believe you've been here three years almost three i remember years. when you first came here yeah, you're like the second person I met. Yeah, my my parents helped you find your house. They did. Yeah, <laughs> like I when I was living in your house because yes. you were in Los Angeles. It's true, and I was homeless. It's it happens much with the other like it's, the other homeless. You're guy. just like a halfway house it's, for wayward drivers. We're yeah, we're a motel. <laughs> yeah. We're a motel. Um, but it's it is funny, man. I'm I'm like I'm ten years in to my my, my you look life, it my life in Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can totally I look, believe that. I look corn fat? I'm actually <laughs> surprised that it's only been ten. Thanks, Alex. That You've always sweetie. been here, James. But I uh, no, I you know what? I moved here uh, in 2009, and what was funny was I was I was doing my first year of Indy Lights, and I was talking to to Dario Franchitti and Tony Kanan. Heard of them? Who are obviously already very established in the IndyCar world, and they were and they said to me, they're like they're like, look, man, whatever you do avoid ever moving to Indianapolis because I think I moved halfway through my first season in lights and I didn't understand why but these guys you know Tony I mean all, all the South Americans live in Florida none of them none of them move and Ryan Hunter and Ryan Hunter even though Tony literally just moved to Indianapolis yes which I think is hilarious just the best <laughs> I've been having a lot of fun with that after the advice he gave me 10 years ago but moved here thought it was maybe a temporary thing until I kind of got my shot if I ever got my shot and had a career in this sport you know, luckily that part played out, and I'm I'm with you, man. In, in a very short period of time, I fell in love with the city and the people here, and I love how close it is to the shop and training. You know, we both train at Pit yeah. Fit with Jim Leo, and well, and just close to all the other races we go to, right? It's very centrally located. Yes. Yeah, because I w- I was talking to to a buddy of a mutual friend of ours actually, and um, I was like, yeah, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave, and he was like, where are you going? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so why are you leaving? I don't know. I just thought I was going to leave after a couple of years. But with how you can drive to most everything 
it's the best airport in the United States. It literally like it's won many awards. Yes. So legitimately. Yeah. Um, direct flights to most of the races. And at the end of the day, we're fortunate enough in our job and our profession, the life that we have, that if you get sick of it for like five days, go somewhere. Yeah. You don't have to move yourself just because you want to be in the mountains, right? Just right. go to the mountains for a week. And, and that's yeah. the other thing is we, we travel so much. You know, last year I did 223 days on the road. That's insane. And so I'm not, I'm not here long why enough you, to why get do you sick calculate of it. That? <laughs> How many of those were helicopters? I, <laughs> why do I you, hate him. How do you, <laughs> yeah, well, I just, I have some like bad oysters in my fridge. Maybe we can go. Let's, yeah, let's just try and try and take them, take them out. Yeah. Why do I travel so much? No, like, no. How do you know? Oh, 23 days. Like if someone asked me, I'd have no idea. Yeah. I just, I, last year I wanted to calculate it. I'd always been curious how many days on the road I actually did. Okay. And so I, I have That's not, a been, lot. I've not been counting this year cause it was kind of a depressing number when right. I, when I figured it out. So um, so when so you're, you're not, in Indy, you're, you're not here long enough to get bored. The 143, <laughs> two days that you're here. Yeah. What's your favorite things to do? Like top three places. Well, I mean, place number one is my house. <laughs> no, outside so, of your home. So, I, like, mm. I get that. Yeah. That is also like, one of Thim's top like, three places. When you're going to go hang out with some friends, you want to get a, a meal or a beer or whatever, or you just want to go have some fun. Man, there's, there's a lot of cool spots here in town. Um, I, uh, if I'm going out for like a nice dinner downtown, I love hitting up. Uh, either Hyde, Hyde Park Steakhouse, yeah. uh, Prime 47. Those are like two of the top steakhouses here in town. Sure. I know everyone kind of defaults to St. Elmo's because it's more famous it's not, and long running. It's not but as good. Th- both those places I would pick, you know, over them yeah. in a pinch. Um, Bakersfield, a little like kind of gourmet taco joint. Sure. Great margaritas, great vibe on a weekend. Um, you know, there's uh, a pl- so two of my favorite things on earth are pizza and bourbon. And yep. you know where I'm going with this. I Goodfellas do. downtown, great slices, uh, and an incredible bourbon selection. Or if it's the first Saturday of every month, I'm just, this is just going to be a shameless plug for a good friend of ours. Yeah, by the way, if anybody here wants to advertise with yeah, us. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. This one we're going to throw out just out of good faith because he's a great guy. Ray runs a little liquor store called The Rural Inn. And uh, The Rural Inn, the first Saturday of every month, does these bourbon tastings. Yep. And... You, myself, a few of our friends around town, uh, more during the off season than the season because we're normally gone on weekends, but we frequent the Rural Inn and we go back and, and try and... And can we talk about the Rural Inn for a second? Because you pull up and you're like, this is weird. Like, it's in a part of town that you just wouldn't expect a place to have world-class bourbon. Correct. And like people that enjoy world-class bourbon. Correct. To be coming on a Saturday morning. Yes. To hang out. At a liquor, because it's in a liquor store. It I mean, is. Let's it be is. honest. It, it is a liquor store. Yeah. It's in. It's in a part like, of town. You, you probably walk wouldn't in go to and, otherwise. And, and like, there's bells on the door. Yeah. Like, yeah. And there's you know the, the coolers of every beer you could ever sure. want, and there's yeah. you know whatever. But uh, but Ray's a bourbon guy, and he's got a wall of bourbons. And as you say, the world class stuff, and the people that go there, especially on those tastings, man, they're what I love about them is they're they're so unpretentious about it. Sure. There are people that like get into whether it's wine or bourbon or whatever it is, you know, and they just become so insufferable when they talk about it. You know, it's a big competition. It's about, like when Tim talks. Right, exactly. Like when Tim talks about anything, it's like when these people talk about their their obsession of choice. Don't words say anything. Hurt. Words hurt, guys. But these people, all they just love bourbon. They love sharing the experience with other people. It's uh, it's good fun. My top three things. Brunner. Hey, I'm sorry, bud. Can we have another chew toy? Or something else? Hey, what's this one? Oh. <laughs> awesome, Alex. What are uh, what are your three uh, places to, of choice? My three, my top three at the moment are um, first of all James's pool because yeah. <laughs> a, a very smart person told me, you know what? Never own a pool, a boat, 
or a plane slash helicopter, and and James has two of those three things. I have one of those. Uh, I mean, I you're on a helicopter a lot. I, I feel like you've got like a helicopter like I've got a card. Heli- <laughs> I've got a helicopter guy. A helicopter dude. Yeah. I do not ten, know. Ten flights, you get a free not. one. Yeah. yeah. He's got a group on for helicopters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one helicopter flight, guys. Once, and it was an emergency situation. And he won't stop complaining about God, it. God, he just talks about <laughs> every chance he gets, he just brings it up. Okay, um, so, so my pool, one. which you're no longer welcome to, what are two and three? Because you'll be spending more time there. Number two is actually a place that I found in Fountain Square, uh, where I live. Is it an escape room? It's not. Okay, because um, you spend a lot of time in those. I do spend a lot of time in those, but we're kind of out of escape rooms to yeah, use in we've, Indianapolis. We've done like all we've of done the all Indianapolis of them. ones. So my second favorite spot's in, in Fountain Square, which is the area of downtown that I live. And there's this little taco place that has a tiki bar out in the back. They've actually got an amazing bourbon list. Because really? like James, I'm a big fan. They had Weller on the list, which is just insane. It's called Revolution. We're going to have to go, guys. we got a lunch date over at uh, Revolution. Yeah, so so it, uh, thanks for listening. Catch you next week. <laughs> so as much as you love Bakersfield, i got to recommend Revolution. Okay. And spot number three... Um, is actually Harry and Izzy's. I do love Harry and Izzy's. And I had only been to Harry and Izzy's one time, and that was actually last week with Tim. Oh, really? Unfortunately. Yeah, I didn't really I have thought any. we had a lovely dinner. We didn't. You were on your phone the entire time. So were you. And you were very tired. We, and you just, we took those scooters. I thought we had a lovely time. Um, we didn't. So, <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of the sister restaurant to St. Elmo's, right? Yeah. And... I just, I loved it, and it's now my go-to spot in India. Their prime rib sandwich is yeah. off Their the bread that they bring out? It's crazy. They put one yeah. in the airport, and it was like the happiest day of my life. Yeah. I also flew out the next day, and my flight was delayed, so I went to Harry and exactly. Izzy's for lunch. That's my go-to move now if I land with a checked bag. I go to Harry and Izzy's and just get a shrimp cocktail before I go to the get, go to baggage claim. That That's seems really, well, really they, weird. Well, because they take they start to take a while. No, to the bag, mm. so it's in the airport. Wait. Nothing takes a long they time. Have, in the airport, it's perfect. Shrimp cocktails ready right away. They have it already ready, so they bring it right out. You get to chill, and by the time you get down there, your bag's ready. That's very weird. Uh, you two sound like an old married couple. <laughs> I just I just want to throw that out there. But you agree with me, right? That no, that's yeah, ridiculous. No, yeah. he's like the crazy one in the marriage. Yeah. It's fine. Fair enough. But anyways, guys, it's not just restaurants, man. The museums are beautiful. It's got a great zoo if you're into that. I mean, it's got it's, um, it's got White River where they do like this concert series all throughout the summer. The outdoor They've got concerts, some, some great bands are that come. Awesome. Um, saw Ray Lamontegni. Don't know if I'm saying that right. Odessa there. Goo Goo Dolls. Keith Urban's coming to town. Nice. Mm. So you've, it's actually quite a. You've got the Indian Indians uh, minor league team. Yeah. Cool. Indi- Indianapolis Indians. Indianapolis Indians. I apologize. You've uh, got uh, obviously the Colts. And the, the Colts. Pacers who and, who Andrew Luck doesn't really play for. He just oh, sits around. The uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which you've maybe heard of, that nope. has a pretty nice museum. No, nope. it's a great museum. Is your car in there? My car is in there. Hmm. Must be nice. My car's <laughs> in there in a display next to Dan's and the Marmon Wasp. I wonder if they'll take my car that I nearly died in there. That's your show car. I know, but one day mm. it'd be kind of cool. Um, or you just win it, and then you can have the car that you almost oh, died in next to your yes, winning car. That's that a much would, better plan. That's an exhibit that I would go see. I, I so like now, your plan. Now you want to win. Now I'm going to try. Yeah. And then <laughs> hey, look can, out, they guys. Can, they can be next to each other. You I took, mean, you took the last one. I was just going to have you notice I wasn't trying that hard <laughs> lately. And it can be, the exhibits can be Dude, next to each other, and yeah. it can be in track 
inside the track with Hinch and Rossi because the museum's oh, inside the track. And with that, guys, I really <laughs> hope you enjoy. Tim, be quiet. I was gonna say let's talk to some Indianapolis people. God. Let's do that. Well, I was just gonna... you are one, and you think that you count as one of these. <laughs> Anyways, there's people coming out that are gonna talk about stuff, so enjoy it. <laughs> We got some. We got some locals from Indianapolis that were uh, were very very fortunate to have on the show. We appreciate them swinging by, and just to show you that there's more than just race car drivers and steakhouses here in Indianapolis. And insufferable producers. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is a Castbox original. Castbox is the fastest growing and highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Off Track with Tension Rossi wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot because, well, we think it's the best. Ladies and gentlemen of Off Track, uh, Hinch here with Mr. Rossi, and we are joined by Kristen and Danny Adams, who... You may well know from some pretty hilarious YouTube videos, uh, and we're going to learn a lot more about how this all comes to be, because this is something I'm actually very, very curious about. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, good this to be is, here. Uh, we're, we're here in Hinchtown Studios. I as... think you need to go beyond interesting YouTube videos. I think these are like the <laughs> pioneers of now what is a part of like talk shows. It's, of like... it's changing people's lives. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We this like to think so. Yes. We like to think that well, lip sync videos have that power. Legitimately <laughs> though. And so, I mean, this is, this is a question I had for probably later, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kinda come out with it because it's, this is a, something I'm very interested about. You guys also do seminars on, on marriage and things like that. Mm -hmm. Did that come as a result of people seeing your chemistry in the videos or were you doing that beforehand? Good question. That's a very big question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny and I kinda have very diverse backgrounds, both of us. Um, we were both, uh, I should say, we came to dedicate our lives to Jesus about uh, nine years ago, 10 years ago. Yep. And after that, um, we just got really serious about family and marriage and strengthening our relationship because we needed help. We Big super time. needed help. We, we, were the, we were the people that would have like crazy fights, <laughs> yeah. like Jerry Springer fights when we lived in Hollywood LA. Boulevard. We, we named, yeah, yeah, wherever you we would have, car, girl. Whatever we, wherever we had the fight, we would name it. So like we yeah. had a fight on Hollywood Boulevard one time and now we can just say, you remember it. the Hollywood Boulevard it. fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Do you like drop pins on your Google Maps? We do. We actually yeah. do. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a very intricate map. We've got like an encyclopedia with an index of fights. Like he was referencing cities. We got an epic fight in New York City, actually broke up, took separate flights home. It was like super dramatic. Yeah, and that's time. where he took me back to get engaged. So we really do go back and redeem places. That's right. Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody wants to have a bad taste. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, see, we have fights in cities all the time, but we have to go back every year because we race there again <laughs> the next yeah. year. But we, so. don't, we don't really, like, reclaim them. We, we still hold those grudges. The grudges. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a drive, though, behind that. We're not going to reconcile. We're just going to keep the feud going. Yeah. yeah. Well, we actually don't like each other. Okay. We're just kind of here. We were forced to do the show together. <laughs> I actually think this is a healthy way to work out your differences. Put it out there for well, all to listen to. Coming from you guys, that yeah. means a lot. Actually. Now I feel better about this arrangement, yeah. having now heard this this part of the story. You're going to sure. start to see what it's like to work together, like to hold, have accountability with each other. And if you really do legitimately get in a fight before you have a podcast, like what do you do? These are the, these well, are the yeah. questions. We go back to that place, yeah. and we go to, it's like a nice Mexican, we get some tacos. Yeah. Ta tacos make 
everything yeah. better. It may be a wreck here, no pun intended, but, <laughs> but it's bringing Thanks, your transparency <laughs> brings hope to so many other people. Like, wow, go. at least we're not as bad as them. Yes, and go. that's really what our seminars are all about. <laughs> <laughs> we're showing people how could they actually yes, have exactly. it. Exactly. We, no, we have no seminary background. Like, churches invite us in, and we always start off by saying, now you do realize we're an internet couple, and your pastor yes. hired us to come they do a marriage the seminar. Couple in. All right. Yeah. So, so we're basically. I hope for this conference. Exactly. We're basically here just to, you know, make you make you feel better about your own marriage because we're a mess. No. Um, but we, Danny was on staff at our church for four years, um, and we both just got really passionate about, like, diving into relationships and God's plan for relationships. And so we were dabbling in that, um, not doing it full time. I was a television host for 15 years right. before we moved here. Um, Danny was doing stunt work for commercials and um, studying at the Groundlings and doing improv. I mean, we kind of were just doing a bunch of random stuff in yeah. L.A. Um, but our heart was always um, for people. You know, I mean, that's what the makes what the world go round is relationships, you know, and everybody wants to have healthy relationships like life stinks when the relationships in your life aren't going well. Yep. And so um, everything kind of flows from that. You know, your work's affected by it, whatever mm -hmm. it is, your, your mood, you know, all of that. And so um, we kind of ultimately knew Danny was the one that had like these visions for us doing this together, um, even when we were. <laughs> so, so you were the one that came up with the, the original Limp Sync video or uh, this is more of the marriage seminar, more the marriage seminar. Okay. Yeah. So I had a. It just kind of like some snapshots came to sure. me of, of Chris and I helping marriages and, and helping relationships based on the struggles that we had early For on sure. and placing ourselves sort of around people that really mentored us and helped us and counseled us sure. through those tough times to say, you know what, now we want to give back. So we'd love to do that. So cut to um, through these lip sync videos and, and kind of gating our influence, we get a call uh, from a church in Oklahoma City and it's a pastor's like, hey, my wife and I uh, love your videos and we sit around and laugh and just curious are you guys do you guys do marriage conferences and we're like first of all are you Christians do you believe in Jesus yeah do you, are <laughs> you a Jesus know. person and yeah. so we were like uh, we yeah. no, can you can you come do a marriage seminar he's like I could easily bring in all my you know some pastor friends and stuff but I just feel like God's telling me to do something different bring yeah, you guys and we, were the like, box. we were like sure we'll come and that was exactly a year ago yep. and since then our we've we've probably done 35 events and no we, our schedule's full yeah. almost for the rest so of the year. it's only been a year. It's only yes, been a year since year. that first that's call. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a success story. For changed sure. our yeah. life. Yeah, we changed had, our life. We had one of our lip syncs that went crazy viral. We had a lot of other platforms share it. Right. 300 it, million views. Yes. 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 Yeah. We, yeah. It, we had like 30 million on our page and then like viral thread and some others said, hey, can we repurpose this and use it? And we were like, sure. Yeah. And we were just sort of checking how they were doing and we're like, oh my gosh. And of course our inquiries and likes and our, yeah. our book now button on our Facebook page was clicked like 15,000 times in two weeks. Dang. Yeah. That's it was crazy. bizarre. Like you have a million followers on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a story of sort of the viral video that sort of changed their life. Right. And that was for us. We had one prior video that went viral, but nothing sort of mega viral like this one. Uh, so we, we started getting inquiries from uh, all over the world. It was We're still answering them. From yes, we are. <laughs> We're very, from, from a year sometimes ago. Sometimes I'll yeah. find yeah. them and I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just, because we That's don't really have like... That's really good of you guys. That you actually respond to everything. We try. Well, yeah, we, we, we've been Alice a team gets too. like two or three fan emails a month and doesn't even respond to those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been emailing you for weeks and not <laughs> one response. <laughs> I blocked you ages ago. <laughs> I don't know how you didn't know that. It's just ridiculous. Why did you assume I didn't block you? That's awesome. This is where we slide you a card for our next seminar. Like, here you go. Okay. Hopefully it's tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> we need your help. So was there was there a you both had careers going in LA mm -hmm. and you decided to come back to Indianapolis, focus on on this side of it. 
Was that before or after that like one video really, really took off? It was, it was before. before. Yeah. So when, in LA, we were both, like I was told you, working a bunch of different jobs. Because right. you have to have mm -hmm. 30 jobs in LA to <laughs> pay yes. for your house. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> But Danny, um, he would go... Uh, uh, every year to the mountains in California and pray uh, in January. He would pray more than once a year, but he would which always go to the mountains. It was once, but it was epic. So. Oh, which mountains? Oh, uh, uh, fellow so It was up by Lake Castaic okay. um, on the past Magic Mountain. It was called the Oaks Retreat Center, wherever yes, that is by Lake Castaic. Okay. Yeah. So this is awesome. So you'd go up there to pray. Yes. Yeah. Go up there once Beautiful. a year. And so he would come back and always have like a great word for the family. Sure. Like, and I'd be ready to receive it. Like, what's our word? Peace for the year. Joy. Shalom. You know, and this one year in particular, he comes back and he's like, God's telling me to move to Indiana. And I'm like, is he telling you to take me with you? <laughs> like, Wait, am what? I am in this am I go back to the mountains. Divine <laughs> plan. Like, and so... I would like to say that we quickly obeyed what the uh, you know what God was telling us to do, but we stayed for three more years in right. Los Angeles because the weather and things and life. And yeah. we were like, "Are you sure? Let's wait for more dots to be connected before we go." And <laughs> yeah. thinking that you're using wisdom, but truth is that we had less dots connected three years later than if we had just gone really? when we, when we had that unction in our heart. And so. Um, it looked really abrupt to the friends in our life because we hadn't told any m many people that we were thinking of moving, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden we're like. God, we're three years late. We're three years late to be in Indy. God has something for us in Indy. And so we like put a date on the calendar and moved 30 days out. And our friends were like, what's happening? Where That's are you guys crazy. going? Yeah. But we just knew there was something here and we wanted to start doing family-friendly content every mm -hmm. week, but we just couldn't in LA. For sure. The, the demands of life, and for at least for us. And so um, we didn't have an exact plan of what we were going to do. Sure. Like, let's do lip syncs and let's it's going to go viral. We didn't plan all that out, but we knew let's start posting a video every Friday. That's what we can commit to. Mm -hmm. You, you watch all these things and to hear people say, you got to post three times a day and do this and that and do all this stuff. And we're like, we can't, we can't do that, but we could do every Friday. Right. Yeah. And so when we moved here, we had like a couple thousand people following us, mostly our church family and, and, right. and Danny's family back here. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Big um, fans. Big fans. <laughs> and, um, and so we just started doing this. Our first lip sync video, we did film in LA, but it was, it was, um, on our driveway, we put it down and we just started dancing to Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. Yeah. And um, I mean, nothing. As everyone does, which is why everyone so everyone does. Does. I just don't film it when I do it. <laughs> exactly. I, I do it, I would say monthly. Yeah, because we all know you can't <laughs> dance. You are my second, you are America's second favorite dancer. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. true. It's true. I cannot dance as well as a 16 year old gymnast. It's a great gymnast. title. So, no, so America's the, second favorite so dancer. Did, a lot of professional athletes lose to teenagers. <laughs> that's, it's totally yeah. common. No, that's, I, I shouldn't have made it to second. I shouldn't have been anywhere near there <laughs> so this this divine kind of thing comes which is amazing um was there any connection to indianapolis yeah I, i'm originally a hoosier so okay. so this was coming back home for sure. me i uh, had the family here and it's interesting to to go back to to la life and out there really social media changed that and how really traditionally you got work in los angeles yeah for it sure. used to be a you go audition here's my resume or or, or real that can show you my work uh well social media you know came about and it really just changed to where they looked at you first of what kind of influence you had first and foremost before talent so if you had a following right now you're up for the job and so yeah. so it changed how you know how we both got how work. we both got I mean, work so for us we had to decide a if we're going to be in this industry we either have to get involved or just get out and figure out something else out. So, But for social media, we didn't want to just start tweeting things just to get work. Yeah. It was kind of one of those things like, what's the purpose? The purpose? I, it, it, it felt super contrived. Sure. For me, I worked for a gaming network for 10 years called G4 TV. Mm -hmm. I loved ga video games and loved being around that, but I had other passions too. But in order to really drive that home and get work, I would have to 
tweet three times a day about games. Yeah. And so I was losing work to these YouTubers who would work for free, right. you know, to go, go get their day rate and not, and not even charge any, any, you know, of these game publishers mm -hmm. to work. Mm -hmm. And then they would just put it on their channel and monetize it that way. And so for us, we ha started having those discussions. Okay, if we're going to get in the social media game, because we were like anti it for a long time. Right. Like if we're going to do this, we have to have a purpose. And yes, we had that discussion in our house. What's our purpose? Because yep. for us, I mean, we say this at marriage seminars. If you don't know your why, you're going to lose your way. And that is so true in, in social media as well. Mm -hmm. People ask us, how do you do this? I'm like, you got to know your why first and right. really spend time on that before you launch anything. And we did. And yep. so for us, it was like, we want to make family friendly content where God is always welcome. And we want to make people laugh, you know, yeah. and, and we want to, we, we grew up watching clean comedy, you know, just like all the Danny, especially to all the shows that you would watch. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm the youngest of three kids. And so we would go, I mean, going old school with it here, but I would watch Red Skelton and yeah. all his physical comedy and, yeah. you know, the Dick Van Dyke show and yeah. some of these just great, you know, comics that were out there doing it. Carol Burnett, we Carol both Burnett, watched. the variety shows that were a big popular thing back then. For me, I would watch that and said, man, that's, that's where I want to live my life. And, and, and my family sort of did that. We did variety shows and sang and traveled and growing and up, he, growing they up. were like singing evangelists. And yeah. so, um, yeah. and Danny was the youngest of three. And so he would always like throw on wigs and come out and do characters and right. things like that. So it actually started at a young age yeah, for him. That's where it all started. It's, it's, you bring up the wigs because like the costumes are such a big part of yes. what you guys do. <laughs> so it was a natural progression almost. It big really time. Was. Yeah. yeah. Those who, who know me from, from back in the day, they're like, well, of course he <laughs> never grew up. <laughs> Look at him. This makes total sense. Yes. yes. Um, so we, we had like a collection of wigs, I should say, and props and things just from living in LA, you know, you just big fans of Halloween. Yeah, totally big right. fans of Halloween. LA, yeah. like Halloween's like the biggest holiday there. So you'd always have costume parties and, but we kind of, our garage slowly started turning into like a prop house and yeah. friends would call us like, do you have this? Do you have a, like yeah. a, a jail uniform? I'm like, actually we do. We do have that. Um, <laughs> we, have, we need those friends. We yeah. Know yeah, yeah. yeah. If you guys ever need anything, well, see, guess, yeah, you guys are local now. So now there you right go. Um, so we got, we got two things we want to do with you. First, we're going to do something called a lightning round. Just Ooh. quick questions. Alex and I are going to alternate reading you questions and just kind of throw out quick answers. Each um, of you. Each of okay. us. You yeah, can't yeah. pass. Okay. Yeah. Like, okay. Pass okay. They're not, they're not like, I answer one. He doesn't get off the hook for answering. Or do we both yeah. answer each one? Oh, yes. you both, both answer, answer each one. Okay. And these are very brutal. Okay. Ooh. It's very <laughs> difficult. Very challenging <laughs> questions. So you guys have two kids. We do. We do. What's the kid's song you hate the most? Or are just tired of? <laughs> just like, just overplayed. And yes. Just one more time. And it's just like nails on a chalkboard. Probably Ooh. clean up, clean up. Yep. Everybody everywhere. Clean up, clean up. Everybody do your share. Yeah. That's That's Barney. That's Barney. It's positive, but when you've heard it 30 times a day yeah. for five years. Well, and they can sing. That's so true. Yeah. Um, yeah, so sink. that was, that was, yeah, that's probably, that's probably the best, it. Yeah. best road trip song. Ooh. Ooh. You're always in charge of the playlist on road trips. Yeah. Danny can make epic playlists for, playlists for like any situation. Yeah. So, so what was the song we just listened to yesterday? The, 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 if you're born in, uh, you know, in Texas, got to have a fiddle. Oh, Alabama. Alabama. If you're going to, wait, hold on. Why are we failing at this segment? Um, you gotta have a fiddle in the band. You know that one? And a Louisiana man. There we go. Gonna be. I forget the words. Does anyone know the song? If you're gonna play in Texas, you gotta have a fiddle in the band. Something like that. Can she like sing the theme song to our show? Yeah. Can you just sing? Can you write the time? Can we just call you and you? Yes, you can. You can be a regular segment on the show. Just, just a song. I don't think he meant on the show. I meant like he had a bad race and he just needs to. I just need to be happy again. Just sing to me. We need you to watch all the IndyCar races, and if we have a bad day, just call us, leave a voicemail before we get back. I 
I would love to be to do that for you guys. But Stevie Wonder is probably on the playlist all the time for a road trip. Just he makes you feel good. Absolutely. Anything by Stevie. Can't go wrong with that. So speaking of driving, best song to drive fast too. I mean, mine, Obviously, like within the speed limit. Zone, Obviously, within the speed limit. Organs. But let's say you were. Oh, like, dude, uh, Danger Zone. Oh, Give me right. a, dun, 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 dun. Mine's uh, no, it's Spencer Davis Group. Give me some lovin'. Or Fast Car. Because that, that's too slow a song though, yeah, and it's also a really about, sad song. Think about the words. Yeah, it's a sad. Have you have you listened to the words? I mean, probably Inner Sandman. Metallica, nice. right? Oh, wow. Damn. I mean, yeah. well, you, are we going fast? <laughs> you went there. Yeah. It's a big change from Fast Car. Uh, like Darude yeah. Sandstorm. And like, Ooh, like a Frozen Sandman mashup would be ACDC. Cool. Anything ACDC is usually pretty good, too. Um, what's your guilty pleasure movie? The Holiday. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I'm sorry. It's like that's every fine. woman's thing. That's, hey, it's, if you're like sad, you're like, I'm going to go watch The Holiday. I watch Love Actually every Christmas. Oh, Love yeah, Actually. Yeah, Love Great Actually. scenes from Love Actually. You just, you just can't I, I not. fall asleep to it every Christmas. There you go. Danny. Exactly. Uh, anytime the the Born series, anything with the Born, there you go. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's we gotta respect yeah. that. Going. Love them all. What's the fastest you've ever driven inside? This is the trust basement. Okay. Ooh. What's the yeah? <laughs> the basement. Yeah. Of Everybody trust. listening at home, you'll keep it secret too, right? Keep it secret. <laughs> Don't tell everyone. What's the fastest you've ever we just, driven? We got asked. We're car guys, so we and got a story behind. What's the fastest it. you've ever been? Like personally, like behind yes. the wheel. Yeah. This is how fast I've driven. Yeah. Yeah, Kristen, she's she's driven. Well, someone's driven me. Yeah. I haven't been. No, I'm, no. Uh, yeah. This is you. you. You're in control. Your foot is on the accelerator. Okay. You take full responsibility. 90? 90? 90? Yeah. I think I've been. That's pretty good. Probably 110. Yeah. That, oh. that Who actually. Who were you? In which car? There, there was actually a time. <laughs> and the children yes, with you. Yes. <laughs> hey, a couple of weeks ago when you were snoozing and we were, where were we? I think we were out in Montana. Okay. Um, driving. Lots of open oh, road I was, there. I was in the car? Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were asleep though. I was asleep she was in the car, and it's and it's uh, what is it? At least seventy, if not eighty, the speed limit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's faster so, in Montana. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just open road, and I just I found myself, you know, jamming out to my favorite speed song. Yeah, And yeah, I looked down. I was like, "Hello, I'm going 100." I went ahead and kept it there. It's I, nice I, to know that the road. You know, did got it, up to that did speed it feel good? It felt great. Right. I felt great. We're now heading to our uh, a very a very special segment we love. It's called Battle Royale. Round one. Fight. The basic premise is I'm going to give you a category of people, whether fictional or realistic. And you have to imagine if these people were in a massive brawl, who would walk away the winner? Okay. So for the category for today, we're going to do characters from the sitcom Friends. Oh. oh, is it a physical brawl? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Not a, not a brawl with words. No, no it's not a it's okay. not it's not a it's not a mental <laughs> exercise. A okay. match. This is like who's gonna win? Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna vote Phoebe, and here's why. Okay. That's what I'm going. Go ahead. Here's, I'm gonna go with Phoebe because she's nuts. Yes. Right? She's nuts. She would find a way to avoid all danger until there was only one person left who's gonna be injured from having to defeat the other five people in the group, mm-hmm. four people in the group at that point. Yeah. And so I think then she just kind of pounces at the end and, and takes it over. She lived on the street. Yes. She used to have to fight off homeless people. Yes. yes. You know, the guitar's Joey's, a weapon. The guitar's a that. weapon. Guitar's she's got strings. Weapon. She can break yeah. those strings off, do some damage with those things. <laughs> huh. Joey's, Joey's big, but he's dumb. Um, you, okay, you speak about weapons. <laughs> Ross is a wuss. Have you heard of the Widowmaker? I mean, I've heard of things called the Widowmaker. Widow I'm not sure it's the same thing. So, so um, it, there's this thing that happens if you combine certain chemicals. It's so like bleach and something else. I if think you're trying to argue, Ross, just stop. No, I'm not. Monica. Oh, you think the cleaning products are going to oh, become a bomb? She has some wicked cleaning, cleaning compounds. She's pretty fierce, like, too, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's not a terrible right, one. You guys, 
Okay, so you guys both, you stole my answers one and two. Phoebe was number one because okay. of her zaniness and sure. kind of getting people distracted right. with the guitar. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. Tim. And then uh, Monica was number two. Not not so much for the cleaning products, but for the she's always in the kitchen, and so she has access mm. to the knives. There you go. And everything else. It's <laughs> a great point. Yeah, and it's she's just yeah, and she's she's neurotic. She's precise, and just I feel like she she's just, OCD. OCD. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like I will not. I will refuse to lose. She's stubborn. And I feel like you shouldn't be agreeing with someone that's gonna. That's true. That's <laughs> terrible. Here's why Monica wouldn't win. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's let's see what the, the so do we have is. to pick someone different? Like no, if you agree. No. I mean, agree. like like. Phoebe, it, I mean, Phoebe's a no-brainer to me. It'd be really like, cool if you guys chose Phoebe and we chose Monica, mm. and then the two. Okay, of them. all right. So Ooh. here's so on too. Why don't we? Why don't we talk to them about why Monica wouldn't win over Phoebe? All right. Oh, this is a good one. Okay, Monica would not win over Phoebe because she. I, see, Monica likes things to be clean and neat and perfect, and I just think getting into a brawl does not Brawls fit that are messy. whole mo. She's yeah. her, her mind can't even cope with blood Have stains you on seen stuff. What she's done Hair when they spill on her couch? <laughs> yes. she yes. loses her mind. Oh, yes. She grabs some cleaning product and starts to clean it. Yes. Like she freaks out, but she doesn't address the issue. She addresses the stain. Yeah. Mm. At so the while first she's sign cleaning of blood the stain, in a fight, Monica's you've lost her. You Phoebe's going to knock her on the back of the guitar. It depends on where the fight is then, because if it's in their apartment, then yeah, Monica's going to get. Well, clearly it has to be on the set. Or it's got to be on the set. I, mean, no, I just, I just made that decision because it helps uh, our Or uh, what helps our cause. What if Phoebe spilled something on Monica's couch? Then the motivation to fight might be there it for her. started might there. Be strong. But I think that she would be more focused, like you're saying, on getting the stain out than retaliating are you, against Phoebe. Are you saying that OCD people are just completely just normal and they don't have things that they react to in unnecessary ways? Yes, I am trying to offend the OCD community right now. That is <laughs> so my you're part. speaking to it. So, yeah. so basically, <laughs> I know that I have mental problems being OCD. <laughs> and I know that if certain, certain things happen... Before you guys came, he was, I'm not making this up, he was on his hands and knees windexing the floor because there was a puppy paw print. She's like, oh. he's like, he's like, we've got guests coming over. So, I love that. So, after. When has it become a hindrance? Like, do you think that it would help oh, in a brawl? It's, it's never a hindrance. It's, it's never a hindrance. Okay, absolutely always helps. Not. Okay. I'm just shocked so, nobody chose Gunther. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. He does seem like the closet kind of guy. <laughs> he would snap. He's no, no, no. Very close. He's, no, no, no. He's got motive. If we're, <laughs> <laughs> he looks a little psychotic at times. If we're going, if we're going outside the Opposite. normal cast, yeah. if we're going to like those kind of deals, I'm going with Phoebe's brother, Giovanni Ribisi's character. <laughs> wow. Because oh, that oh. guy was a full-on like meth addict. Yes. Like, that guy's killed people before. Yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. If Monica just polished this floor and someone walked in with their muddy boots it's and Phoebe. had an attitude, it's Phoebe. yeah, yes. yes. She's, she's from the streets. Yes. She's got the guitar. She's crafty. <laughs> she would definitely like lull everybody into a sense of security. And she then would go sit there and play a psycho song while the rest yeah. of them beat each other up, and then yeah. just took out the window. And then she would make up a song about it. Exactly right. Which and is, it would be terrible. Okay, it would be terrifying to hear that. No, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Unrelated, she James. I'm going to need people. somewhere to stay tonight. He's not going <laughs> to. I can't crash with Alex anymore. Uh, you can't crash here. Hey, I feel like, I don't know when the good time to say this is, but we went to our first Indy 500 race last year, like in person. See. This, and we had a blast and we want to go. We were like, we're making this a tradition. He never went amazing. growing up. This, this, is, this is a question on my list. How okay. many Indy 500s have you been to? Okay. Oh, I, did, I was hoping that the interview wasn't over because I was like, I have, we have to tell them yes, that because yes. it was one of the most incredible weekends for us, truly. We went last year yeah, for okay. the first time, and 
I didn't, one, we didn't realize the whole pomp and circumstance of the Indy 500 weekend. Right. Like, all the pageantry and the All the pageantry and the tradition. It was beautiful. I'm like, I cried before the race. I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening right now? They like, play taps? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was yeah. Like, We're trying to go do a race here, people. Yeah. Why, are you, why yeah. are you doing that? It and, was gorgeous. And I will say just just before that, um, the week of, we, we went behind the scenes with Team Andretti. Oh. And uh, our Did friend. Did a little vlog Yeah, on a it. little vlog. Our friend Josh Friend. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, set sort of that up, facilitate us going there and interviewing some of your team and, and what that all looked like. So it really brought another level of appreciation for, sure. for what goes into the race. Sure. So then when the, then, you're, then on race day, when you're sitting there and you're, you've are you kind of learned more about what's exactly going on, you just appreciate it so much more. Yeah, you're a bit more invested. just the history. Oh, so much more, more invested. invested. Yeah. I was yeah. blown away. We, we had the best time yeah. that week and that weekend, and we, we're going to go again this yeah. year. We had great seats, by the way. We were spoiled. We were sitting across from. Uh, the pits mm-hmm. so Great. we saw took it all in yeah. it that's awesome. really cool like well, we had plans to like leave early it, yeah. we didn't we stayed the whole time we were like <laughs> hey, we're gonna beat the crowd like no 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 we didn't care no. we were like we are staying yeah. and, and enjoying this and had a blast guys thank you so much thank for coming in much. oh uh, thanks for having us ma- marriage savers YouTuber <laughs> extraordinaires and most importantly Indy 500, 500 fans, fans. that's what we want to hear thank you so and much Andretti for being Autosport. here <laughs> and Andretti Autosports okay some of the time and uh, we will be back right after this thanks guys you can stay in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram our handle is askofftrack or you can take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram or Snapchat story we're also taking emails at ask at offtrackpod.com and phone calls at 317-731-2372. If we like what you have to say, we'll mention it on the next show, so you better make it pretty good. Live, and by live I mean not live, from Hinchtown Studios, which is just the basement of my house, we are uh, back to uh, Off Track with Hinch and Rossi, and uh, we are joined by the artistes that Ooh. are... Big word. Col- cold hard art. Actually, yeah. it's I the same it's, size word. It's just... I think it's French. Artistes. Th- artistes. Interesting. Maybe it's French Canadian. Oh, don't get me started on that. Don't... What Are you trying to hate on my people? You're yes. not French Canadian. No, no I'm, and, right. and, and totally absolutely fine. we are. Tim, we are trying to hate but also French true. Canadians. Tim, just... Tim, Tim, <laughs> Tim's here with us. So just well. for a little background, uh, our producer, Tim, uh, hates it when we call him Thim. So I Thim, do not love it. So Thim has a microphone, and uh, <laughs> Thim will just... Have to deal with it because you don't get to pick your nicknames. Do you, Tim? All right. So we are joined by Tom Patsis and Matt Barton. You are here because you do something a little bit extraordinary. A lot extraordinary. A lot actually. extraordinary. So Matt, tell yeah. us about your business. So my business is called the Hero Lab. It, uh, it It's a fabrication company that's slowly evolving into something else. Uh, my background's been all racing, uh, coming from California desert. So coming out here because of racing obviously got me to Indy. My how, long, how long ago did you come out here? You know, it's a really gray area because... Um, I feel like the date is actually no, pretty it's solid. pretty black thing. and That's, white. Yeah, yeah. The day you come out is the day you come out. It's not like plus well, or minus two weeks. Yeah. It's, it the, is a day. The, I started coming to Indiana. <laughs> well, the, the, the official day that I was like, I live in Indiana, I remember being my birthday, which was February 12th. There you go. I think was four years ago. Okay. And the reason, the reason I say I think was that at the time I was racing short course uh, trucks. Head, head trauma. I get it too. Yeah. And so when you travel back and fourth i was living in utah with a team that had dissolved and so i was coming out here for three four weeks at a time going home for a week okay so that's kind of where it gets great now i now i got you okay yeah. so four years ago you moved out here officially yeah officially yeah and started this enterprise mm-hmm. and how has it grown since you've been in indiana well it's grown it's uh it's it's actually evolved a little bit um 
to where I still do high performance stuff, uh, but I've gotten a little bit more out of the racing fabrication side of it. Okay. Um, I don't want to knock racers, but the, <laughs> yeah, the, I wouldn't do that. Uh, it's uh, it sometimes it gets it gets hard to chase your money down uh, when you're, you're going no after doubt. private racer guys. So. No Getting into hot rods, uh, that clientele seemed to be a lot better. They appreciate the fact that I come from a suspension design background and a manufacturing background. They appreciate the work. Creativity is a lot better. Um, and then I've kind of found a new niche with a company that ironically was an old sponsor of mine for years that's a, a huge marketing activation company. And so I build, have been building these giant marketing activations for them. So you, cool. you, you developed out of the racing realm a little bit. Were you, were you always a racer? Like, are you a, are you a car guy? Are you a racing guy? At heart? Yeah, grew up uh, building my own cars, building cars for buddies, uh, worked for a Jeep suspension company. Uh, in, until the crash, the big economic crash, that went out of business. But by that time, I'd already been desert racing with them, and that just, you know, the racing bug was always there. But then once you really get it injected into you, it, it just never leaves. And so from there, went to Utah, started racing trophy trucks. Trophy trucks mm-hmm. led into short course off road. We were doing all the best in the desert series, uh, all the Lucas series, and all the Torque series. We were running eight trucks with five per year. Per year wow, eight trucks with five guys. That's, that's yeah. a schedule. And, oh. and is it true that you're also a spotter? Yeah, I spot for Gabby Chavez. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I've heard of him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've, uh, I've met him once or twice. Yeah. So awesome. Are you working with him this year? As well? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, Busy guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to balance all that in. So last year, the first time spotting for IndyCar ever was at the 500. For the listener that might not be an avid racing fan, can we talk a little bit about what a spotter is? Yes. So the spotter is, uh, as the driver goes around the track, um, you guys can't see a whole lot out of those cars. You, you typically picture yourself driving in your standard automobile from the OEM manufacturers. And you could see a lot around you, you know, with your mirrors and big windows and no blind spots. Uh, well, when these guys are sitting in the car, you guys can't even see over the pit wall yeah. coming out. Sure. You know, they're, they're sitting very low. Our heads are jammed in there with helmet pad or pads for the head. Yeah. Helmet, so and, we, and we can't see a lot. Now, granted, you guys accelerate way faster than any car that most people have ever driven, but you're not entering track speed nearly what, especially at Indy. You know, I mean, you guys are doing 212. And you're coming out of the track at you know maybe 150, and that speed differential is so crazy that even by the time you see a car in your mirror, he's already on you by the time that you can blink. So my job is to kind of let you guys know, obviously, as, you, as you, well as you know, but to let you know when traffic's coming, if there's a crash ahead, how to how to try to avoid it, and help you guys kind of see the things that you can't in is, time. Is there like a defining characteristic? Because you have an overview that not many people have, being above the grandstands. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a characteristic that you see in a driver that's like, okay... That that's something unique. That's something special. He he's going to be good. X Y Z. I mean, it, what what kind of defines a great racing driver from a spotter's perspective? Uh, oh man, that's a kind of a different question because yeah. there's there's so many key factors that go into it. But I mean, is it is it just spatial awareness? Is it? Yeah, to me, it almost comes off as self confidence. If like, yeah. if I know if if a driver doesn't seem anxious, if he doesn't seem nervous, if he's confident in his crew which makes him confident in his car i know that we're going to have an easy day we may not finish where we want to but it helps keep everybody out of a lot of trouble you guys are way more relaxed you're breathing you don't get into that panic mindset where it kind of throws every what happens when in my perspective is when when that happens when 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 you guys start getting too anxious and your brain starts moving too fast mm-hmm. it kind of screws up the timeline for everybody else because now Instead of a team being proactive, 
whether it's spotter being proactive, yeah, the team is becoming reactive. And sure. so the guys going over the wall are all of a sudden making super last-minute changes. The, you know, the race schedule program, I mean, everything just goes out of whack. That's no, true. I mean, I know that definitely when I get into a car, if it's not – if you're not completely confident in what you're doing, especially on the ovals when things are happening in 13 to 17 seconds, I mean, it's you You need to be operating on a subconscious level. If you're thinking about every action that you're doing, um, it could be pretty dramatic and, and not yeah. have the result that you want. So, no, it's interesting to hear that from from your perspective, no For doubt. Sure. Yeah. Have you ever spotted? Have you? No, uh, I'm actually more of a drag racing background, so I'm the complete opposite. Go fast and straight lines. You're yeah. Don Schumacher. Yes, I work at Don. I used to work at Don Schumacher for 11 years, and then um, just to get into how I got into my half of business, uh, I always practice welding because obviously for what my, part of my job description was, uh, I worked in the ProStock motorcycle team with Antron and Angel, and mm-hmm. And so part of it was like three or four crew guys and then two riders. So we had to do everything ourselves. So my boss said, yeah, you're going to start welding on the bikes and we're going to make our own parts and pieces. So I had to practice doing it. And so for what my business actually offers, I build like scale replicas of people's race cars that right. say, you know, you guys have die casts of your cars, but there's a lot of people that have unique race cars. So then I started making uh, replicas of people's cars, you know, and they're like a 112 scale like a high detail, all sheet metal and hand built and stuff like that. So that's my business is race car stuff. But my background is um, the last six years at working at Schumacher, I built top fuel race car chassis and bodies and everything that you see a race car going to track is obviously all handmade. There's no, uh, there is a carbon shell body that we get in, but everything underneath that is all hand built. Yeah, you don't go to Napa Auto Parts and buy a top. I tell you what, you I like could go plug. to Napa Auto Parts like and buy that. a lot of things, though. Yes. Yeah, you, do you like how I plugged your sponsor for you oh, just there? Are, You're yes. welcome. But no, I'm trying to say that there's a craft here. So, like, I mean, being being a welder is one thing, right? There's a lot of guys that can weld stuff. I can't. But you're not. You're you're, you're an artist. Like it's it's not a lot of people could do what you guys do. Right in, in different way. I mean, you're with your models. You even like you said the creative outlet of even building those, uh, you know, vendor, yeah, units. I'd, I'd, there, I'd say that there's the the creative artistic aspect of it is you kind of put your own signature on it. That's a hard thing. Uh, Have you been? Uh, do you consider yourself a creative person? Has that always been? Kind yeah, of you? yeah. Actually, I had a, a partial scholarship to San Francisco Academy of Art as a kid, and I turned it down because I got go. I found out about football cars and girls, and I was like, oh, it's, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a big All football three of those star. Those things are pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I really am interested in actually how Matt and Tom met. As I had posted a old wood bandsaw yeah. for sale that was converted to a metal bandsaw, and for oh. those that don't cut metal. You can only cut metal with a slow-moving blade and not a fast-moving blade. Well, originally, oh. so I was working on the race truck at the time, and it was like 9 or 10 o'clock at night. And at that point, we were just in the transition period of moving to Indy. So I was just taking a quick dinner break, 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. It found his listing. You never expect somebody to answer that late at night. You know, nobody works like that, although I'm working. And, and he answered back right away, like, no, man, I'm at the shop. And I, he's like, I work crazy hours. Like, oh, so do I. So I came by. Like, it was like 10, 30 at night. And check out this bandsaw. It happened that it didn't work for me. I was a little bit disappointed because the price was amazing. And super, super polite guy, super awesome. And <laughs> so I, so I, I, we just kind of shook hands and go, man, I, I just kind of need something that's going to work for me like right now. Like I know that I can make it do what I need it to do, but I need to take this thing home, plug it in and, and get to work. And fast forward to the transition period, I move into the buildings on Northfield that everybody calls Drag Alley. Um, if you're not familiar with the Indy area, there's a, a horseshoe circle where – 
90% of all the drag car teams are at, and there's a couple of IndyCar teams there. And So we moved in as – I just moved in across the street, like, literally across the parking lot from him and, and recognized that what, where he was at. His wife was in the back uh, cleaning her Suburban, and we were sponsored by a big cleaning uh, chemical company. And sure. so I came over with a, just a neighborly package, and the rest was history, I guess. I regret that day every day. <laughs> well, well, funny you should mention that because we have this really cool segment called Lightning Round. Oh. And I'm sure you can imagine what that is. We ask you a question and Something you give us a weather? quick answer. Oh. And, <laughs> and the, uh, the first question is, favorite former driver? Oh. with you, Tom. Former oh. driver. Well, mine is still is, is Ernie Irvin. He's like, I was my favorite driver because his car was the Kodak number four. Yeah. And as a kid, you just picked stuff randomly. Yep. So Ford Ninja Turtles... Four Ghostbusters. Four. There's a lot of things that are in four. Man, I, I was gonna say four like Musketeers. That, yeah. that always made me look foolish. Um, Plus three Musketeers and that other guy. Yeah, there so is. There's that one guy. Yeah. yeah. What's his face? But, but so Ernie Irvin. And so it's the cool part for me is he actually has a cool dark art T-shirt, and I'm set. I could die now. Like he has one, and I'm working on Mark Martin to have one. My other second favorite driver. So that's cool. Um, and other than that. Those are my two. Right? He still has. I don't know. If I was kind of tuning you out as well, but he still has it. <laughs> A, an original 1990 Ernie Irvin shirt. Oh, yeah, it wears. still fits. I'm still a medium. <laughs> I'm still my a medium. motivation for staying this size for the rest of my <laughs> life is my Ernie Irvin say, shirt. Yeah, stay, yeah, yeah, exactly. I invite him for pizza all the time. I'm like, Tom, let's go get down on a pie. And he's and, like, no, yeah. man, Ernie Irvin, bro. That's all he's got to say, Ernie Irvin. <laughs> so how many 500s have you been to? I've been, I'm a racing person, know everything. I love the Indy 500 since I was a kid. In the 90s in Maine, I'd come home from, you know, school and I'd watch all the practice. I mean, every lap, you know, like everything, testing, just the fascinating. Me it's, too. It's yeah. celebritized in my mind that you, you guys are like watched it once. eight foot tall. No, I watch it now. Now, every now. Every lap. Every yeah. lap. Yeah. And so then to come here and drive by the place, I'm like, holy crap, that's amazing. It does, I get that feeling. How long have you people. lived in Indy? Uh, since 05, 04. Guilty pleasure movie. Days of Thunder. What does that even Days mean? Days of Thunder is... So like, so like mine is Failure to Launch. Wow. Really? That's yes. Deep. I didn't know that. I like, you're cool putting that on the air. That's, that's going to be on the internet. So like, that'll like, never be not on the internet. I like Matthew McConaughey. I think he's pretty I'm, cool. I'm a big fan. And hey, I'll, I'll, I don't know if I'll do you one better, but I'll, I'll join your camp in the, in the feely good, sometimes girly movies. But I got to say I'm a fan of Grease. Okay. I'm okay with movie. that. That's a classic. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. That's a good one. It's good Failure to Launch isn't a classic? I will hit you. What about Fool's Gold? Fool's oh Gold God. is great. I want to know. It's another great <laughs> for hubcaps. Is Sahara. Sahara. So hubcaps. Go yeah, thank you. Shank <laughs> um, my, my guilty pleasure movie is uh, Love Actually. I watch it every time. As if that's I've never any seen better. That, actually. It is. It's a great. It's a great film. It's very, very well done. I've fallen asleep that a lot. It's like a, it's a rom com, drum. I don't know what they even what it seem classified as, but it's a good movie. Drum. It's well done. I've actually what, never seen it. You should. You, I, I recommend it. It's a Christmas movie. I feel like I need to join this party and say, like, mine is, like, serendipity. It's got Kate Beckinsale, yeah. who's oh, gorgeous. There you go. What is the fastest that you have ever personally driven a car? Uh, 167 miles an hour. All right. What was it? Okay. Did I say that right? That's no. great. It, was, it wasn't quite that high. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it was coming down the hill from Folsom <laughs> into, like, into Sacramento. 67 no, miles an hour. Yeah, sorry. Like, yeah, 67. Yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was a, a Ford Mustang GT okay. coming down from Tahoe and... Like got super lucky. There was, there was no cops, and I just yeah. wanted. To, it was the only time in my life I was like, "Well, what year must I?" Uh, two thousand one, two thousand two. Uh, mine totally is next. just one fifty one, and it was a ninety nine Firehawk, and I actually remember driving on thirty in Ohio. 
going and I see a car crossing over. I go, oh, I better slow down. And I slow down to 100 thinking in my mind that was acceptable to pass what could be a officer of the law and thinking, that's cool. So, yeah, 151 is my magical number. That's pretty, pretty yeah, solid. I mean, it's moving out. That's all okay. right. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Tom Pats is Matt Barton. Thank you so much for being on the show. Really Thanks appreciate it. Coldheartart.com. Coldheartart.com. Sounds good. TheHeroLabs.com. HeroLabs.com. Follow on Instagram. Your account's great. Uh, Tom's got Alex's car on it, which, okay, whatever, I guess, if that's your thing. Uh, <laughs> there's some other, like, actually good stuff, though, which is cool. And uh, so follow them along. Again, guys, thanks so much for coming out. Really appreciate it. Welcome back to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. I am James Hinchcliffe. I'm Alexander Rossi. And we recently got the pleasure, nay, Alex, the privilege to wheel an IndyCar around what I think is the best natural terrain road course in the United States of America. Outside of Watkins Glen. Okay, that's, you know, that's an opinion. It's also a very good track. Yeah. I think Road America is better. Why? Uh, I'll tell you why. Okay. I'll tell you why. There are more passing opportunities. True. There is, in my opinion, just my opinion, a better mix of high and low speed corners. True. Uh, I like aesthetically the visual of like bombing down from the carousel to Canada corner just through the trees there it's super old school it's just you're like you feel it it feels to me like most sport back in Ontario where I grew up racing so the just like the way it looks is is aesthetically pleasing to me it makes me feel like I'm at home and those are my top three reasons why I think you forgot a very important one the fan turnout in Road America. Well, I is mean, out of this world. Was getting to that because this year was unbelievable. Like I, I was going to Road America in the junior categories before yeah. you know the split and before the economy tanked and all the rest of it. And uh, or sorry, not the split, the merge. And even then, man, it was not anywhere near what we saw this year. And it was just every camping site was packed. Like the the autograph session was packed. Yeah. Pit lane was packed. The grid before the race was. Yeah. I felt like we were in St. Pete. So, so in general, there was a lot of people there. A lot of people. A lot of people, big fans of IndyCar racing. And it helped that, you know, as you mentioned, it is one of the most beautiful road courses we go to. It's four miles long. Um, and even when you have a bad day there, it's still a pretty good day, right? To me, like, it's, it's, it's one of those places that was really built for these kind of cars. You know, there's not many of those left slash or that we go to, I uh, feel like. A hundred percent. You know, I mean, it's. So, you know, Mid-Ohio is a good comparison. I love Mid-Ohio. I love driving at Mid-Ohio. I think it's a really challenging, really awesome racetrack. But it's relatively tight. There's not yep. a lot of long straightaways. There's not a lot of big brake zones. The racing isn't always great. Right. Same as Barber. I mean, it's a motorcycle-built track, right? 100%. Beautiful place. Beautiful facility. Fun uh, to drive-ish. I mean, I absolutely hate it. I, I, love, I love driving it. at Barber. But... Yeah, that's but Road America <laughs> is special, and it's got that character, you know, from back in the '50s, you For know, sure. and and all these great races have happened there, and all the rest of it. So, so, yes. so I mean, it is it is special. So, did you have a special weekend last weekend? Uh you know what? I did. I did okay. have a special weekend, and it's it'll be hard to see that if you just looked in from the outside, based on my like 16th place qualifying, I want to say, and no idea place finish. Some, I don't even remember. Something. Something like that. You finished somewhere. I was up there. Yeah. Not their 10th, maybe. But the the thing for me was, uh, it was one of my best drives of the entire year. We had we struggled we struggled a little bit uh, during the weekend. I made a mistake in qualifying that knocked us out in Q1, which, you know, as a competitor, as a driver, you know that's the worst. You know, when it's just your fault. For sure. You just, I just, I just screwed up. I just made a mistake. Been there, it's yeah. The worst. And uh, so we started way back. 
but the car was good. And uh, on our first pit stop, so we, we rolled the dice on strategy, started on the Firestone Blacks, which was yep. only, I think, one of three cars that did that. Um, got hosed on the start by Will Power. He had his problem, and I just yeah. got caught in the wrong lane at the wrong time, lost a bunch of places on Blacks, madly trying to defend everybody around us on Reds. Got into a rhythm, started picking some guys off into that stint, came into the first stop. Had a very Alexander Rossi uh, fuel situation going on. That's where neat. The yeah. fuel just did not want to go in, mm. so we sat there for like 11 seconds, lost a bunch of time, a bunch of time. Tons position. of fun, isn't it? You get to catch up on your reading. And, right. <laughs> you know, you get to look around Check. and see who's in your pit box. Check and, Twitter. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so, so got back on the road, and we never had that caution flag. It was an right. all-green race. Yeah. So we never, in the, from the five car, we never got that opportunity to kind of reset the field and, and be brought in, in, in touch with everyone again. We had to just do it on pace. And the next three stints of that race were just qualifying laps the whole time, looking after tires better than anyone, trying to conserve push to pass as best I could for what I thought was going to be an inevitable late caution. Right. Uh, and yeah, when we drove up uh, through the field again, and it was it was awesome. We had some really good stints, made some really fun passes, had some really good races with guys, and uh, just genuinely, you know, had a had a really strong day. The result, not what we wanted. But as a team, you know, once we kind of got thrown the curveball in the first pit stop there, we were super, super proud of the effort. So with that and Texas, I mean, things have, that's two in a row that have been pretty good. It's Yeah, it's been two bad qualifyings that we turned into solid, right. you know, race days, which is, uh, that's when it counts, you know. So if we just kind of quit making mistakes in qualifying and start up front, then uh, hopefully we can be racing up there with uh, with guys for the win. Kind of like you were doing. In, in, a, in a way, um, yeah. So we... We qualified fourth, um, was running third. Well, r- got Will kind of by attrition because he his header broke, so he didn't really get going ever. Um, was running third. Joseph and Ryan were pretty much, I mean, n- n- it was weird. Like, you may be the only person that was able to make passes. Like, there was a couple guys I talked to, and certainly from my perspective, I couldn't get a run on anyone. There was not a lot of overtaking potential really going on, so that was a little bit surprising because Road America, you know, for sure, in in theory, is one of the best places to pass on the calendar. So, so that was a bit surprising. The first couple of stints, um, you know, I'd try and, and push for a couple of laps and close up the gap. And first through third and fourth, really, was just kind of at a one and a half second gap between all the cars and. At the end of the day, we were ahead of Scott, and uh, that was what we were trying to do. It was going to be a good points day, and then we had um, some camber shims fall out on the the left front corner. And for those of you that don't know what a camber shim does, it, it's what creates the the opposing force on the tire through the corner to give you that kind of lateral grip. And they fell out in the kink, which was uh, oh, you mean that flat out six gear <clears throat> corner with tons of runoff. Lots of room for loads of runoff <laughs> for air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, that was that was an eye-opening thing, and so we came in right away. We figured out that the camber shims fell out, and then I had to go 17 laps on a tank of fuel, which was but that's your specialty, which was pretty chaotic. Um, and as per my specialty, also I ran out of fuel coming out of the last corner and coasted <laughs> across the finish line, which at Road America is no mean feat because between the last it's corner and the start of finish line yeah. is a very steep uphill climb. And the fact that in that stint we passed two cars while in map eight and <laughs> lifting halfway down the straightaway, I was pretty happy with that. So it was another unfortunately uh, missed opportunity for the 2017, but. I guess the the one positive that we all have is we've been competitive every weekend. So the pace it's, is there. It's a lot easier to to have luck, I think, than it is to find a pace issue. So. No doubt, it's a lot easier to 
tighten shin bolts than it is find a half a second. Yeah, time. but not saying that that's it, yeah. they were left loose or anything. You sure, know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it was to solve the problem. It was a looking back on it, it was a random thing, man. Yeah, like the team they did a good job. I don't. It was just Ryan's were loose, Marcos were loose. Really, it was just a factor of mine fell out. Like, wow. It was, it's it funny we uh we watched the race uh the next day or two days later whatever it was and the comment was made how good your team was and is it seems to be at diagnosing issues during races whenever one of your cars has a problem driving and it's kind of an unknown issue they sure. come in and it was so quick that they you well, know figured I, out what I, it was i, I told them that too. <laughs> Here I was trying to pay your team a compliment. He's like, no, it was all me. Fine. No, no, no. no your team sucks. It's all you. Just carrying no, those guys. No, no, no. Just, it's all. They, they, thank they, God they have Alex Rossi there. <laughs> I didn't know which corner it was on, but I definitely knew it was Cambridgeshire. Fair. Um, but they diagnosed Zach's really quick, which is impressive because it was a steering column bolt right. inside the cockpit, right. which is crazy that they figured that out. And that's, that's one of the things, man. In the heat of the moment, you know, you, you come in, the car comes in, it's it's under green flag, like every tenth of a second counts, and it's so easy for some people to just get flustered or just start yelling and not be organized, not stay calm. And uh, it was, yeah, it was in both cases, it was impressive. To it was see very Canadian of us to uh, perform like that under pressure. No yelling. No yelling, just, just a couple sorries. Yep. You know. Just looking out for each other. <laughs> All right, and Iowa next, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, we got no time off because we went straight to Iowa to go test. And uh, that was a great day. Looks like Andretti Autosport has gotten back to their Iowa form. <laughs> yeah, I'm not So I'm pretty excited about that. Not super thrilled about that. I can't wait to see who gets fifth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Andretti Autosport went on a run of, I think, like six wins in seven years at Iowa. Yeah. Just an absolute domination. And, and we've been went missing for the past couple of years. It's so been a minute, but time, time uh, to roll it back. They certainly looked stout in the test. It was interesting going back with the new kit, so much less downforce. But a lot better than I th- thought it was going to be. Yeah, the numbers were scary. Yes. When you got the like, like, oh, you're going to have this much less downforce. Yeah. I'm like, I, no, I'm not. Right. I'm not going to drive it. So I think that's a tribute to Firestone, first of all. No for doubt. For coming out with a tire that was going to make up for some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second of all, you know, despite the problems we've had with this year's Aero Kit at, at some tracks, um, IndyCar, right? I mean, the, Iowa is one of the places where they sent two test cars out for hundreds of laps. And I think the package is all right. I mean, even, even in the group run we did at the end, it wasn't horrible. Right. Like, it wasn't easy but it wasn't the, that bad the, and the i think the the track itself is just it just lends itself to it's a great track to better it's, it really is man i mean and it's, it it's will getting be... close to needing a repave maybe get a little bumpy i don't know i think that's patchy. character man yeah i know it's kind of like milwaukee right milwaukee oh, you never went know. there yeah milwaukee had like two different types of pavement there was right. the inside line and the outside line they're two completely different yeah. pavements you know I think it's, it's fun it's fun i was one of my favorite places and uh for those of you that are Within driving distance, come on out. And come on out early because we're doing another blood drive on uh, on the Thursday. I need to do that Friday. this time. So I will, I will be there. Uh, it's it's from 1 to 7 p.m. local time uh, at Iowa Speedway. We've got some some giveaways. We're going to get some drivers to swing by, say hello. Hopefully these drivers come by and donate. I think I might be eligible again because I donated it. Oh, uh, I'm going to have to pass. Oh, why? I fly on Friday morning. Sorry. Yeah, it's Friday from 1 to 7 Oh, you said Thursday 1 to 7. Yeah, sorry. No, I oh, sorry. I, I misspoke. It's Friday. Oh, perfect. I'll Friday be there Friday to then. 6, 1 to 7 uh, at the track. 
If you go to uh, redcrossblood.org, you can book an appointment. We do take walk-ups, but if you get the, your uh, your appointment booked, that's even better. So, uh, yeah, come, uh, come see Alex uh, faint at the sight of a needle. Totally. This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. You can stay in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is AskOffTrack, or you can take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram or Snapchat story. We're also taking emails at ask at offtrackpod.com and phone calls at 317-731-2372. If we like what you have to say, we'll mention it on the next show, so you better make it pretty good. We're also individually on Twitter at at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. And if you want to, though we have no idea why you would, you can follow producer Thim at at the Tim Durham. Thanks so much to Kristen and Danny Adams for joining us on the show this week. You can find them online at www.kristenanddanny.net, and that will link you to all their social channels. Thanks to Tom Patsis and Matt Barton for joining us on the show this week. You can find Tom online at at coldheartart and Matt online at theherolabs.com. The music you heard on this episode was written by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library, and the show is produced by Chris Boniello and Jeff Umbro of The Podglomerate, as well as them himself, Tim Durham. Also, Peter Vincer, Matt Monreon, and Lucy Shen at CastBox. We'd also like to thank Breakmaster Cylinder for the jingles. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing and highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.